Hello, fellow Xbox adventurers. Welcome to this week's episode of Xbox Quest, the Souls-like of podcasts and home for all news, reviews, segments on the world of Xbox. On this week's show, we discuss uh, Mass Effect Trilogy rumored again for the 100th time, Game Pass on mobile is finally launched, and the PS5 reveal just happened. We're going to talk about everything that was shown and what it means for next-gen and Xbox, not just for PS5 on their own. I'm your host, Adam, and today I'm joined, as always, by Jake Burton. No funny nicknames, no time for it. Jake, how are you doing? Serious fucking business today, okay? No nicknames, no screwing around. We're here. I just had to go eat dinner in like 40 minutes, so I'm trying to hurry. <laughs> That's how it really is. Uh, and shout out to White Lane as always for the amazing intro music. All right, so first news this is a good one. This hurts my heart. They do this all the time. Mass Effect Trilogy Remastered retail listing appears for Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. Um, apparently, there's been a listing for on a Portuguese retail site. Um, I think people are saying, you know, there's the rumors that it's supposed to happen at that Nintendo, uh, whatever their little direct that they have. Um, yeah, another rumor, and you know, seems that we're getting Mass Effect. Tri- I don't just do it, man. I don't know what these news stories are anymore. Just do it. Uh, yeah, Mass Effect is probably my favorite series of all time. Um, so yeah, I would. I would definitely be down for this and play this, except like, why do it this late in the console, man? If you're gonna do it, just wait. Just wait and do it. Like, but I don't even know. They keep doing this, and I don't know that it's ever actually paid off or come out. And even the logo on that case that they showed is from the old like PS3 remaster logo. So I have no idea if, if it's real or not. I don't know. I'm. This is one of those I'm not getting my hopes up until I hear it. I hear it like it come from the people themselves. So I'm like, cool, cool fake tease or something. I, I don't know what this is, but you know, until Bioware opens their mouth and says like, hey, it's actually coming, and here's a date and the thing and details, then I'm, I am remaining cautious and not letting it get my hopes up. Yeah, it seems like a weird time to to do a remaster at the end of the whatever. But if like, yeah, if November, if they tell us, you know, in a couple weeks, hey, it's happening November 7th, play the remaster, $40. Like, I'm there. Like, I'm going to be there. So I don't know why I'm talking smack because I'll buy it. But yeah, I'm with you. Just like, just do it or stop teasing me. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know who to trust anymore. Nobody. Especially (laughs) not an accident on a Portuguese retailer's website. Like... We'll see. Maybe it's real. Maybe they finally leak something real, but I, I don't know. No, we'll see. This is, this is one that the leaks mean nothing to me until it's confirmed. I'm with you. Show me. Uh, next, this is actually kind of a big one. Um, Game Pass on mobile has officially launched. So now if you have Game Pass Ultimate, it comes with your subscription where you... And we, we see this as we look through the list of uh, coming soon games. And now says Android console PC or Android console. Like it tells you now. But yeah, over um, more than 150 games have launched on uh, Cloud Gaming with Game Pass Ultimate. So you can play. It's out of beta. And now it's just the Game Pass library is available 
on your Android devices. And again, I played it in beta. I thought it worked really good. Now all the games are on here. Uh, it's a good alternative, you know, whenever I don't feel like lugging the Xbox or the computer somewhere and I just want to sit down and play, you know, 30 minutes of a game or whatever. And it's like, oh, it's on Game Pass. I'll just play it now. I, I like it and it, it's out there. Again, the whole Apple thing we talked about before, I wish that would happen one day. We'll see. But for you Android guys out there, you're good to go. Yeah, I'll rely on you for, uh, for you know, differences from the beta to now like the real thing. But I'm definitely uh, at the point where this will at least make me look into an Android tablet and just treat it like the Xbox's Switch. I <laughs> just have Game Pass on, and it's just my little my tablet that I use just for that. I have much appeal for tablets outside of, you know, this will be the first thing that would actually make me want to look into getting one. But that would, uh, I'm, this is officially me now being interested in an Android tablet. <laughs> for the first time since they've existed. <laughs> there you go. Like I said, it's a great service, you know, and again, it just comes with your subscription. So you're already getting PC games, you're getting Xbox games. Take these for free too. Have a good time. And again, I think it's awesome. It works with you and the Android tablet. I'm with you. I only ever wanted a tablet so I could do a fantasy football draft and then to play Xbox cloud games. So me and you are on the same page there, my guy. Yeah, see, fantasy football drafts always got done directly on the computer. I needed a whole setup. It was a whole thing. Can't rely on a tablet for that. Can't bring a tower was... to Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh. Years I ago. Forgot, I forgot yeah. some people play fantasy football with like actual people in person. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. sometimes I exclusively just looked at a computer and like messaged my friends occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess we're going to go ahead into our main quest. And we're going to talk all about the PS5 reveal. Yes, it's an Xbox podcast, but this is the direct competitor. We want to know some of the information. And a lot of those games, well, not a lot, maybe about half the games shown were going to be um, on multiple consoles, a.k.a. Xbox and PC. So I guess we're just going to run down through it real quick. What was interesting, again, price and date is all very important to know. So we're just going to we're gonna go from the top. And yeah, so that, you, you want to start it off or... Sure, yeah, well, that was the big start. Me and uh, Adam made a bet on what we thought their price would be in comparison to the Xbox announcing their price. And uh, it, it was officially a tie, because you went for the uh, the disc model being more expensive, and I went for being less, and it is the same price. Yeah, that hot, so, that hot push that we talked yep, about. So we had a tie on that one. I think, I think we did call that the disc list would be $100 less. So that's where we are with the uh, the... PlayStation 5 full edition, whatever you call it, will be $500, and the discless one will be $400, and it is coming out on November 12th, and uh, not announced as part of the showcase, but announced on Twitter, like, directly afterwards by Jeff Keighley, who we heard from Sony, and they're having him tweet on their behalf, I guess. Um, Pre-orders will go live tomorrow at select retailers. Tomorrow the 17th, we're recording this on the Wednesday, just after the showcase. So. PS5s will be will be available for pre-order on the 17th at select retailers. No news on which ones, but you assume the big ones, Best Buy, Target, places like that. Um, so yeah, all of our info is here. Target date's pretty much the same. Xbox is the 10th, correct? Yeah, Xbox is two yeah, days so before. So two days later, so not really a, a you know big difference there, but we've got our, our match on the price. 
And then we've got the the two variant prices for the 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 consoles that are the the second tier console. I don't even want to call it that. That's not fair. But the the whatever you call the other the second the variant. second skews. Sure, there we go. The second skew consoles with uh, four hundred dollars and three hundred dollars. So that's our uh, that's our news. For me, I said the date. That was the big info. Yeah, for me, I'm very happy that. Because I was very worried again, you know, about all the rumors about all the prices and components for the PS5 being so expensive. I don't know if Microsoft's telling their price forced them down. I don't know. Don't care. They're both 500. I love that for the for the big boy models, as, as we're going to call it. Um, I think that's great price. I think that's affordable, especially the cheaper options for both consoles. You know, 300 and 400. You have a 300, 400, and two 500 options if you can play next gen games. I think that's a win for everybody. Like, I, I can't complain about that. So, like, whenever I eventually get my PS5 because they have, you know, exclusive I want to play, I'll have no problem dropping $400. It's like, hey, that seems like a reasonable price for a, a good machine with uh, the couple exclusives I want to play on it. And I'm just glad that it's not, that the base model isn't extremely cheaper than the Xbox. Like, last time, that had been a problem. They're the same, so now it's based on what are your taste in either exclusives or if you care about power or if you care about... um um, seclusive power services, you know, it's it's a it's it's more interesting whenever it's you can't immediately go, you're way more expensive than me. Like you got to start comparing to other stuff. So I think it's win win for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And especially you look at some of the you know people hypothesizing before the consoles came out. Oh, well, what if the you know the more expensive one's going to be six hundred and fifty dollars and all that, and next gen's going to be crazy and whatever. Well, like. You can get if you're one of the people that's going full digital library, uh, you can get both consoles for seven hundred dollars. And some people before the launch and price announcements were thinking some of these consoles would be six hundred dollars for one of them. At the rate you could get both for seven hundred dollars total, that is that is wonderful. I unfortunately am uh, a physical games media collector. You got to spend five hundred. <laughs> so I got yeah. I'm 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 doing it both ways, and especially I've got uh, a whole ton of 4K Blu-rays that I do not have a 4K Blu-ray player for currently. So it's uh, it's worth the extra hundred bucks to uh, be able to make use of these uh, movies that I've been compiling, and then I will be able to watch. Absolutely. All right, we'll go to some games. Again, you know, it's a Sony showcase, so there was a couple of exclusives. Final Fantasy 16, Miles Morales, uh, which is also coming to PS4. Um, but here's an... I'm just going down the list of in the uh, order they were quick, done. Quick newsworthy. I know it's not exclusive, but mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 16 is going back to PlayStation exclusivity for the first time since Final Fantasy 12. So there were, what, 13, 14, and 15 were all... Uh, multi-console. Um, well, not 14. 14 was on PC. No, 14 but not PC any. only. That's right. It never came to any console? It's on PS4. It eventually came to PS4. Yeah. Okay, but that one never... Okay, but at least 13, 13, 2, and 13, 13 and 15, 3, and 15 yeah. were all on PlayStation and an Xbox. Now we're back to just PlayStation for the first time since 12. Very um, interesting. I guess 14, yeah. I assumed it was on Xbox, too. But, um... Yeah, so worth pointing out. Don't care about Final Fantasy 16. They're getting farther and farther away from the reasons I fell in love with that series. So that trailer looked like a single-player action game with no party members and no like that's that's not what I'm here for. So that's it's a bummer. But if there's ever a time for 
console to lose out on a series. Maybe it's the, at least the time where I care about it the least. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't worry. Final Fantasy was never going to sell Adam on a PS5. It's all good. Uh, but what we do have multi-gen, uh, multi-gen and multi, um, I guess, what do you call it whenever it's multiple? Generations and console. That's what I was trying to say. Multiple yeah. gens and multiple consoles is Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, boy. Here's the Harry Potter game. No transphobic people are, are heading this up. And it looks really, really fun. Uh, 2021 has been confirmed. Next gen and current gen. I did not realize that that was I did not realize that was confirmed for this shin as well. Um but yeah, that game looks like I'm going to love it. And um uh JK Rowling can suck a butt, but I'm still going to enjoy this game. Uh, I'm not going to let her ruin my fun. Um because this looks like everything I want in a Harry Potter game. Uh it looks like you get a ton of stuff at school. There's tons of because it takes place in the 1800s. There, it'll be all new characters, you know. So there's not, uh, you know, the worry of oh, well, this character has to make it out because I know they are in the movies, and this character has to blah blah blah. Like, no, this will be a totally unique world. That you can do whatever you want with, set in Hogwarts and outside of Hogwarts, and there's like, like dungeon crawls, and your characters like going like. And exploring different places and doing wizard stuff and like, man, I'm super hyped. I'm really excited for that game. Yeah, same here. I mean, we've been seeing it forever. It's finally official. Yeah, just give me any RPG in a in a magic fantasy world, and I'm in. So uh, I'm with you. I'm not cuckoo bananas Harry Potter guy, but I'm like, I definitely like Harry Potter. So uh, it'll be a good time. And just like a whole new setting, new characters. They say Fantastic Beaks. Fantastic Beast in the trailer, which kind of worries me because that gives me uh, flashbacks. But no, it'll be a good time. I'm very excited. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't like using the word cuckoo bananas to describe myself, but I mean, I have a full set of Slytherin robes in my closet right now, and like yeah, my, that's own, cuckoo my, bananas. my own wand and cuckoo bananas. Yeah, um, I've gone to a local uh, like Yule Ball party that was held here in in a uh, cuckoo Little bananas. Beach. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I like Harry Potter. Uh, so, and uh, I don't know if you caught at the end. The last thing they say before the big, you know, title screen reveal was the uh, the choices you make will forever affect the legacy of Hogwarts. Blah blah. blah. Uh, I don't know that that's really going to be the case because those things already exist. It's not like you can like you know change the canon. No, kill young kill young Voldemort, and all of a sudden time travel happens and the movies are different. So that's not going to happen. But the 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 thing I'm taking from that is that your choices will matter. And they're letting you make choices, and I'm assuming that'll means between your uh, the the house the house you're put into, and what kind of magic you learn, and uh, there were actually like narrative choices that are maybe in play, and that is my favorite shit. And you just put that into Harry Potter, like, dude, I'm in, I'm so in. Absolutely. Uh, next week, Call of Duty Black Ops again. I don't want to hate it because I know it's going to be the best-selling game of the year. I just don't really care personally, but they showed off some stuff with that. Uh, multiplayer beta September 18th for PS4 players. All right, good time. Have fun with that. You know, um, Resident Evil Village. Now, I don't believe this is an exclusive. They just keep showing it at PlayStation stuff. But again, spooky game. I can't play it. Apparently, it's related to Resident Evil 4. I read somewhere that that was confirmed. That was just a Twitter dude, so I don't know if that's 
It certainly thing. looks a lot. It looks like a lot. Like like the very same aesthetic of that like creepy old village with the townsfolk and stuff. So it only looks like it, which is exactly why I played a little bit of four, and I was like, oh, yep, yep, nope. Thank you, thank you for this. This all looks very nice, and you guys put a lot of work into it, but nope. Spooky, creepy village folks. Uh, I'm gonna leave now. Um, and this looks like more of that, but yeah, they, from what I've seen, people seem to be happy with their games as they keep making them, so they're going to keep on making them. Exactly. Uh, there's a new trailer for Deathloop, which is a PS5 console exclusive, aka it's coming to Xbox later. I love um, pretty much everything that Bethesda, you know, their smaller studios put out, like Arcane, all this stuff, so I'm excited Deathloop looks fun, looks cool. It'll come to Xbox eventually. This is the first we've seen of it since they announced that it would be delayed, but yep. I don't think we... Uh... You know, hard to tell what we saw that was any different from the first footage or whether we were seeing the actual physical evidence of the delay or if they're just like, hey, don't forget, we delayed this, but don't forget that it's coming and it should be fun. Absolutely. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Now, this is shout out to Riku because you know Riku who gave us the uh, Kingdom Hearts. Why, yes, of course. Uh, we it's a, it's a dumb joke, but call him Tall Hands. So I'm going to say his tall hands were fully erect for Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. <laughs> He loves Devil May Cry 5. I, it actually is a very good game. So Special Edition should be fun on next gen. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, and that's they uh, said that'll be ready to go at launch. At launch, that's good. A special edition of DMC5. Yep, well, let's see. I'm just trying to go through all of these. Ooh, it looks interesting. Don't care about Five Nights at Freddy's. Good for you. Uh, this is one, I guess, for any of us Xbox gamers who also have a PC. You can play Demon Souls on November 12th remastered if you want to play that i don't like demon souls i made the joke at the beginning of the show uh personally but i kind of want to see what the remaster looks like i'm kind of curious how they remade it i don't know how much i want to play but it looks real pretty yeah it looks beautiful the enemies look amazing and like the animations and stuff where that that giant 20 foot tall crusader thing like slams its shield on the ground and the wave comes at you like it looks beautiful. Blue Point is fantastic studio. That is someone just really good at adaptations of things that already exist. I don't know if I don't think I know of any things they've made of their own. But Shadow of the Classes was dope, and this also looks super dope. So good for Blue Point, and uh, good for good for the Soulsborne fans that they're getting the game that started it all, totally built from the ground up. Yep, and the last thing, um, again, right before we, I start around to my point about you know comparing this to Xbox or whatever, but God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, this is the one thing that will make me buy a PlayStation Five. Uh, God, I'm just I, it says 2021. I'm not sure how true that is when we literally get nothing but a symbol. Uh, but when that comes out, your boy Adam will be doing Xbox podcast with the PS5 sitting next to it. Yeah, I. I find it hard to believe that that'll hit the mark of 2021 when, yeah, again, all we saw was just, uh, and I'm assuming that's like an Omega symbol. Um, but, or at least the God of War. Yeah, the God of War symbol, I guess, is very similar to the Omega symbol. But, um, yeah, at the rate that's all we saw, and just the word Ragnarok, like, for that game to come out within the year, that's insane to me. But if it does... I I can't help but think this that that console will have the best launch year in maybe the history of gaming. 
maybe that's recency bias speaking. I need to go back and look at all the other consoles, like their I first mean, year. But if Spider Man, Horizon, and God of War and Demon Souls are all out within the first year of this console launching, that is insane. Especially because the PS4, a year after launch last time, had Knack, Killzone, and Infamous Second Son. And that was most of it. Because even Bloodborne was the next year, Street Fighter V was the next year, like some games that lasted a long time and people love, but that, yeah, that, that first year was a little rough. And The Order, The Order 1886. Um, and this one in comparison will have <laughs> Horizon Demon Souls, God of War, and Spider-Man. That sounds crazy. That's crazy. I, it's no Wii Sports. Let's not. Let's not. It's re- no let's Wii not forget Wii the Wii went vacation. crazy because Wii Sports sold like nonsense. But I'm with you. That's a very very good year. So I guess rounding out the main quest because it is an Xbox podcast. We have the PS5. We have some of the games in the first year. We've got price and date is the main thing. Mm-hmm. So how are you we feeling have- about next gen and Xbox? Again, console war. Dumb. I'm playing more PC than anything. I'm not. A fanboy, but I do enjoy Xbox a lot. We have prices, we have dates, we have games, we have third party, we have all this stuff. How are you feeling about next gen? And if we have to, let's do PS5 versus Xbox. How we, how we yeah, and, and real quick, we did miss one thing um, that they announced was the PS Plus collection, hmm. which looks like I immediately assumed it was some sort of uh, competitor to Game Pass or an attempt at it. It doesn't look like it actually is. Uh, so it looks like if you have PS Plus, get the PlayStation 5. It will come with all of the big PlayStation 4 exclusives ready to go at launch, as well as some other third-party games. So God of War, Horizon, um, Bloodborne, Spider-Man. Um, what else was on there? On the on their little uh, clip reel they showed. Their, uh, Persona 5, um, The Last Guardian. Just about all the exclusives, and um, at least all the big ones that people liked. Like yeah, Uncharted, Day, Ratchet and Clank. Uncharted, thank you, Ratchet and Clank. Days Last gone. of Us, Days Gone, Last of Us Remastered, um, and even like Mortal Kombat and one or two other third-party games will all be on the PS5 at launch. Now it doesn't look like they're. I mean, assuming they'll be upresed in some way, but they're not like remasters or anything. It just seems like they're will be this gen's games ready to go on the five. So in case you opted for the Xbox one, maybe that's their way to try to get you to convert over to the PlayStation five. So all those games you missed on this gen, you know, you'll be able to play those as well as the stuff that's coming. But I thought that was at least worth mentioning. It seems like them trying to do at least, you know, game pass. We talked about, they'll have a built in library ready to go over games. Um, even if they are from last gen, but there'll be a ton of games ready to go at launch on this new console. and. PlayStation's at least trying to do something to match that PS Plus collection. But yeah, as far as the stuff as a whole, I mean, I think it's going to be, start with price-wise, that's already a much more even race, because last time out, there was, you know, the Xbox One was $500, and the PlayStation, within a week, said, cool, 400 and then that was, you know, <laughs> kind of that was that. We had a giant price discrepancy that made it a lot easier for people to make that decision. Um, and now we don't. If anything, we we have it in the opposite direction, where there is at least a version of the Xbox that is $100 cheaper than the other version of the PlayStation. 
um, depending on how much you care about, you know, resolution and stuff like that. Um, that's huge. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I still think, I think we're right now in a quality versus quantity situation with the two consoles and going forward. I think the exclusives for the four or for the five, um, look a lot stronger currently and look to be coming a lot sooner than the Xbox's exclusives. Um, and they've just have a more proven track record with new stuff coming out. And even their new IPs have consistently reviewed pretty well, except for like, you know, even days gone, pulled like sevens and stuff. But, um, there were just so many examples of, okay, cool. Here's horizon and here's God of war and here's Spider-Man and these new IPs that came out that were incredible and will keep coming out. And you assume more new IPs will be coming at some point. And, uh, you've just got, a lot, the very high tier games ready to go pretty soon when you get your PS5 or the Xbox has it, its strongest feature is Game Pass um, and Game Pass will be there at launch. You will have a ton of games to play and eventually their exclusives will be coming but we'll just need to see who, how all those play out and what's their new stuff that's going to carry people forward because the 6th and 7th Gears and Halo games are getting, you know, they're feeling less and less important with every iteration until they do something to make people change their minds. But um, that's that's where I'm sitting currently. What do you think? Am I off base? No, you're right. It's like you said, the, for me, it's like, all right, prices are even. There's a super cheap one if you want it, but whatever. Prices are relatively the same. I'm with you. If if all of those exclusives hit, right? If they all do, because I'm, I'm, I hope God of War comes out, but I'm not entirely sure. That is definitely where Sony. That's a big thing. And again, we're talking early adopters, like Sony fanboys and Xbox or what? Sony ponies and Xbox. I think is what they're. They're going to buy these consoles no matter what. It doesn't matter, regardless of what anybody has. But for like the next couple of years, that's important. So like I'm with you. Those exclusives for Sony sound awesome. Xbox needs to come out with. Start showing us again. They bought a bunch of these studios a couple of years ago. Those games should start getting ready. We need to see them. They need to be good. You know, I know that Obsidian Games of uh, Avowed is, you know, I know that's not close, but we need to start seeing things like that so we can get excited for it. Uh, when it comes to services, I still think Game Pass is the best deal in video games. Period. No matter what, absolutely. You'll have next gen games day one on that thing again. Like that entire showcase that we covered a month ago. All that's on Game Pass, and that'll be day one for Xbox, or you know, whenever they come out on Xbox Series X. So I think they've got them beat on services, but then again, people will point to exclusive games. I think that they're both set up to do very well. Like I'm interested in both of them, and I think that they'll both be sold out in the beginning part of the year, regardless. Oh, I'm, I'm certainly going to own both. Yeah, they, they won. I'm hesitant. We'll see, but I'm, I will absolutely own both before the generation is over. Yeah, based on supply of holiday season and how much people are excited. Again, early adopters, they'll buy it no matter what. They're both going to sell very well. So I'm not so worried as I was last time when it's like Xbox was doing bad at first. I think that they'll both do very well, and they'll both have their own pluses and minuses to how you want to, you know, what you want. I, I'm more interested in like, hey, I'm a PS5 dude. I'm going to buy this no matter what. But Game Pass and Series S makes me interested in Xbox. Just like for me, I'm mostly Xbox and PC dude. I'm like, yo, if God of War comes out in 2021, I'm definitely getting a, a, a digital PS5 in 2021. Like, it is what it is. Like, if 
if they both hit on what they're trying to do, I think gamers are going to win no matter what. And that's what I care about because they're both multi-billion dollar corporations and I have no will, at least any of them. If I'm Um, happy, that's what matters. And I think that it's possible. I think it's very possible this generation. For sure, yeah, yeah. There, I think between the both of us, we have no loyalty to either brand. We we do an Xbox show because we felt like there was something missing from the uh, you know, from the amount of Xbox coverage there was, and then there's a million different things that cover PlayStation, PlayStation Podcast, Sony, and blah blah blah. And then I don't know, there just wasn't a ton of a market for this, and we're both people who have and play Xbox a lot, so we're like, hey, why not? But I certainly still play my PlayStation frequently. Um, and if if we get closer and closer to the date, and it's you know whichever one the, the the scales keep tipping one way to the side to see which one is gonna be the one I go with at launch or which one's worth upgrading first from my pretty much launch Xbox One and pretty much launch PS Five, um, then we'll see. But I do think uh, I do think it's a much more even race on our hands here this time. They started off on so, so the messaging with the Xbox One was so wrong, and they started off on on just the worst foot possible. Um, and they're not doing that this time. They have done all the other steps right, all the other stuff that's seeming to go the direction of being very not gamer friendly and trying to be like a cable company and not worrying about games and do all this extra stuff. That is gone. This they are entirely. Games first, consumer first, provide the best services, do everything else with the console as best as possible, and hope that we can make enough party games that are good and that will immediately, everything else is going in their favor. They just need some of their exclusives to pull through and be the kind of incredible 10 out of 10 games that we've seen from Sony so far. Wasteland 3, anybody? Let's go. Wasteland 3, you know, if that is a sign of things to come, is that because that game is not on PlayStation, right? This is only on Xbox. Uh, actually, I think, it, I think that deal was before. I'll, I'll Google it real quick for you, though. Because I, I saw that it was on Game Pass, and I didn't even bother checking my PlayStation, because it looks exactly like the kind of game I want to play on PC, and it's part of the Game Pass on PC collection, so I didn't even bother checking anywhere else. No, it it, it is on PS4 because I believe that was that game was being made before the they bought them. Yes, um, it is. I just checked it. Okay. Either way, but again, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, on Game Pass. So, yeah, I can't. I'm trying to think of the current Xbox One exclusives that are getting me really excited. Next gen. Can I tell you about Gears Tactics, Jake? Can I interest you <laughs> in Gears Tactics, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna knock on my door one day and ask question, holding like one of those tiny Bibles, but with just with a picture of Marcus Phoenix on it, and you're wearing a tie and a sh- like. I can see it coming. Can I interest you in our Lord and Savior Gears Tactics? But yeah, I think they're both great. I'm with you. We need to see what the exclusives for Microsoft are. But again, with Game Pass, you have nothing to lose. Just get Game Pass and Xbox, and you'll play whatever comes out. Good times. All right, Jake, what have you been playing lately? Bro, we just talked about it, man. This Wasteland 3 has consumed my entire life. Oh, it's so I good. I don't want to play anything else. I told you guys last week that I bought Marvel's Avengers. I haven't played it since last time we recorded. I've uh, I've only wanted to play Wasteland 3, and that is all I've played. It is doing everything for me in all of the best ways. I love that game so much. I think it's my game of the year. Yeah, that's the thing. Like That game is fantastic for the people who like that kind of game. Like 
me and you. That is our kind of game. I 100% think that could be my game of the year. Will it win at Outlet's game of the year? I don't know. It'll probably not win this, but it won't win. But for me and you, oh, yeah, let's go, buddy. Well, yeah, and it's not even like... I don't even know that I love the games. XCOM and... Um, I didn't play like Mario versus Rabbids, but like some of the you know the more tile based gears tactics, yeah, yeah, turn based top down, uh, sh- uh, you know, games like the strategy games. I haven't really played many of them in the recent gen, so it, it's not even so much the gameplay that immediately was like I'm going to love that, but it's just the world is great, the faction is great, the choices feel relevant, and like who you're allying yourself with and who you're turning your backs on and the way there's multiple ways to complete objectives where the, the game starts off. I don't know how far you've gotten into it or how far you've played it, but you're given this old facility that's like run down and shoddy and there's uh, creatures and things living in it that you are supposed to like clear out and rebuild as the new headquarters for the Rangers. And, um, you you clear it out and everything, and someone says, "Okay, well, we need to make this place functional. We need to get you know a doctor, a mechanic, a chef, like, and a fourth person, or you know." But you need to, there's the different. Oh, uh, yeah, I said doctor, I said mechanic, I said chef. Oh, and like an armory, like armor, yeah, the armory person, yeah, um, your quartermaster. And there are legitimately like at least two options for every position, if not more, right at the start, and just depending on which quest lines you run down and who you end up befriending there. Like you have an option for it to be any one of these groups of people. Uh, and it can either be like these native American dudes who work for this mechanic, or it's like these, these refugee people who you help out. And then they become your, like the, like the lady who's like helping shepherd these refugees sends her like sons to be your mechanics instead of this other group. And, there's just a whole, even the little stuff like that right at the start, as like who your base's doctor is going to be is up to you. And it, your, your choices in the game and the way you play affect exactly how you do those things. And um, I just love it. I love that kind of stuff. I love when games make me feel like I'm a part of the story. Instead of just being a, a passive you know, person coming along. Now, games with great stories, obviously, like, don't, you know. Tell me the story you want to tell, and I'll still like it. But one of my favorite things in the world is when a game can make me truly feel like I'm having say in the world that I'm occupying, and it makes me want to spend so much time there, and Wasteland 3 is doing that in just the best way. Yeah, it's great, and you can tell it's made by the Fallout people, the old-school Fallout people. It's fantastic. Uh, I had never played Fallout 1 or 2 before, so I, I came into this with like with no preconceptions or anything except for like okay factions cool party members cool like it's turn-based which i can get down with but like i was basing it more on like my experience of the games at pillars of eternity and it is it's kind of hitting that for me man just uh you know an apocalyptic gun modern version instead of fantasy version and magic now i still like fantasy and magic a little more but this game is still very, very good. And it's a little more lighthearted than like Pillars is. A lot more like comedy and and I've definitely found myself like actually laughing at things that are happening in this game more than I did with games like Pillars, but um Pillars wasn't trying to be a comedy, but I still I love both games. This this game is very good. Yes, yes, I completely agree. 
Uh, me, I just played Hitman 2. I'm going doing all the side missions and all the silly stuff, unlocking all the... I, I unlocked a bat shuriken because I did a Halloween mission. So I have a, a shuriken I can kill people with that shaped like a bat. Good times. <laughs> silly stuff from Hitman. It's awesome. Did they, did they give you a cowl? Uh, no, but I have like a, 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 a Jack Skellington outfit where it's like a big pumpkin head and like a black suit. It's a good time. Oh, that's not that's not Batman at all. Well, no, it's not Batman. It's it was a Halloween <laughs> thing. <laughs> Anyways, what's on Game Pass? All right. So since the last time we recorded, we've got nothing new on Game Pass, but we did get some new stuff announced coming soon. List so again, they don't exactly put dates on these, but soon is hopefully soon, and not just in the future. But uh, coming to both console and PC, we have a Night in the Woods. Uh, coming just to PC soon. I think one of these because it's already on console. But Halo Three ODST already on console with the Master Chief Collection. Am I right? Uh, yeah, it's already on. Yeah, yeah. But now it's That's on PC. Right. Yeah. So yeah, PC is coming soon. Where it's adding that to the Master Chief Collection is along with one, two, and three. Um, and also on PC, we're getting Company of Heroes two, the complete edition. And then coming soon, just on console, not on PC, is Destiny Two Shadowkeep. And Warhammer 2 Vermintide coming back to Game Pass after it left at some point, and now it is back. So that is our uh, coming soon. Some good games there. Good times. All right, we're going to do our review from last week. This one actually shouldn't be too 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 uh, difficult to do, just because talking about Slay the Spire, it is a roguelike card battler. Jake, I'll let you start, because I already know exactly how I feel about this game. That's why I chose to put on this list a month ago. How did you... What was your experience with Slay Spire, and how did you feel about it? So, I didn't I didn't play it as much as I would have liked. We week, where we had our delayed tape last week. So, um, I did play through a, a good run of my character trying to get through. I got to the second Spire and lost on the boss, but um, unlocked the second character, but didn't get the chance to play as them but it was uh it was fun it it isn't something that i think i'll play a ton of um because a lot of times with roguelikes or they're just like you know here's a game and there's not much more to it there you go like that's the kind of stuff that i like playing on like mobile like kind of stuff that I can just mindlessly do and have fun and tap through. But when I'm at like home and, and like, cool, I want to play some games mode. I like to get those like stories and more experiences and stuff. And this is one of the games that it's like, here's a cool game. There's cards. It's fun to play. Um, there's not much more than that. There's not really much in the way of narrative or anything, except for just, you know, a couple of different characters and fighting monsters and trying to see how far you can get. And, uh, that's very cool, but I think that's why I didn't play as much as I played some of the other games. There's nothing, you know, oh, I gotta find out what happens next. It's like, oh, okay, cool, I got to the second Spire this time. We'll see if we can go farther, but yeah, I mean, the actual gameplay of it is good. I mean, yeah, it's a card battler. So you draw the random cards and power your character up, or, you know, debuff your enemy and do some damage, and the blocking system's good. But yeah, I thought it was... uh well made. It seemed pretty well balanced as far as like seeing how far you can get, being like fair and not being obnoxious with like you know how much health you're losing every fight, not being able to reheal or anything. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I don't know that it stands out much to me from you know other. I guess it's it's pretty different than some other roguelikes because it's kind of that turn based, like doing every fight over and over again. But um, 
yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it was fine. What do you think, Adam? I know you're right. So tell me. Oh yeah, no, it's me as well as uh, most other people who play it. This game gets like nothing but tens on Steam. Uh, The thing is, it's a game you have to. You're right. It's not your kind of game, so it is what it is. Like it's a very solid game, but it's a game that for me, like it's a roguelike. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then you go through and the cards, like you, you constantly unlock new cards. You're getting new characters to fight against. You're running into new encounters. And for me, that is the that is the crack that has me coming back. I'm like, I go through the tower, man. I just I missed it by like three squares. I'm gonna go back. Let me try this new character. Power them up. Um, it's fantastic. It is one of my favorite games that is that's on Game Pass, period. And a ton of people like it. You're not wrong for not liking it. If it's not your kind of game, it's not your kind of game. But it is a fantastic roguelike. And the card stuff is really different and interesting. The characters all play differently. Uh, having new cards gives you new strategies. It has a little bit of that RNG. It's like, did I get the good cards this time? Uh, I think it's fantastic. It is. I would say this is an absolute buy. Uh, but again, it is a very, it's like, do you like roguelike? Do you like card battler? This is the perfect one of those. If you don't like those, it's still solid and fun. But if you're not obsessed with that kind of stuff, you're not going to be obsessed with it. But like I said, for me, it's an absolute buy it. But I also love Rogue Lights and Card Battlers. So it is the best one of that. It's like, hey, do you want to watch a sports documentary? Then watch All or Nothing on Amazon. I don't care about football. Okay, it's still a solid documentary. But if you don't care about football, you're not going to like it. Yeah, and I'd say that's fair. It it does nothing poorly. All of the art looks cool. All of the... um. You know, the actual balance of the cards doesn't feel crazy or overwhelming. Most of the time when I play card games, as much as I like grew up loving like Yu-Gi-Oh! and you know, uh, Pokemon trading cards, every time I start playing a game, like, you know, I've tried to play like Magic on console. And that's v- very different than this, but just for the sake of the point, I'm making roll me for a second here. But every time you start that, it's like, all right, cool. Here's your 100 cards make your thing and, and, you know, here, remove what you get 60 and then you can move cards and, you know, knowing what to swap out and what's good, that always overwhelms the hell out of me. And I never really know, uh, you know, what to invest in. It just feels like a lot. This game does not do that at all. It starts you with a pretty small amount of cards and there's most of them are fairly simple and the ones that do cool things are less of. So you definitely get, your chance to like build up to that point where you have a ton of cards and you know what they all do and there's you know it, it just scales well it you go through the spires in, in a way that makes it easy to digest and isn't immediately overwhelming and obnoxious but yeah no it it literally does everything well it's just you have to like like you said you have to like roguelikes and uh and yeah card battlers which i guess i didn't think about as its own genre but yeah, and uh, it's it's just one of those games. It's it's it does it does what it wants to do very very. Well. You just have to want to do that thing. Good. So would you say? I mean, if I guess what I want to say, would you say download it or buy it? Even though it's not your kind of game, what do you think? So how do you think it is probably download it at least, just because you know again it does do what it sets out to do very well and that's you know worth at least playing a time or two and seeing if it's for you but um i definitely wouldn't go straight to buy it okay 
Yeah, it's definitely like it's not. It does nothing wrong. So I could not. I could not feel good about giving it a don't download or, or pass on it. That's that would that would feel wrong because it does do everything very well. It's just download your kind of game. If you already know it's your kind of game, yeah, probably buy it. Good. As long as you didn't hate it, Jake. That's what I was worried about. As long as you like the oh, things that I not. like. As long as you respect them. It's no night call. Thank God. In no, heaven. it's no night call. Of course not. Jesus Christ in heaven. Anyway, that was our in-depth review of Slay the Spire, which is available on Gamecast. Game, Gamecast? Game Pass is what it's available on. Feel free to give us suggestions for what game we pick each week. Now, next week's game, I believe it's PC Game Pass only, but again, we're... You know, I know it's an Xbox podcast, but hey, get a get a basic PC. This will literally run on a toaster. It's not a big deal. Next week we are going to play Star Renegades, which part is part of an Xbox service, so it counts. Yeah, it's on PC Game Pass. I was very excited for this game and had no idea it was coming to Game Pass. That was a shocker. We're playing it because we're very hyped for it. Yeah this this was one that uh, that me and Adam both talked about being really excited for when we first saw what it was and that it was coming and. Like, man, that game looks awesome. I'm really excited for that. And then we looked up, and I believe it was last week, and we we're like, wait, 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 hold on. What's on the what's on the now available for Game Pass? Star Renegades is already out and we both clicked the download button, I think, while we were recording, and already knew that okay, we'll do Slay the Spire, we'll go ahead with that, and then we're doing Star Renegades next. So uh this will be one that we play and more than likely hopefully enjoy. And then we'll probably be one of the ones that I will continue playing even after next week when we do our review. Yeah, I'm hoping it's good. And, uh, of course, another shout-out to Riku. He gave us a suggestion. That game is not yet available on Game Pass. When it becomes available, I will add it to the list, and we will play it for you, my guy. No worries. What is it? Let's do a teaser. What's the... uh, Everyone's listening there. It's a game about animals and their human problems. That's, that's That's the hint I'll give you. I'll tell you, Jake, afterwards, but that's the hint I'm giving. So confused. I'll tell you. You'll understand the minute I tell you what it is. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for joining us this week on Xbox Quest. Leave a five-star review, share us with a friend. Feel free to follow social media at Xbox Quest. If you want to join in on the show as a guest, suggest a topic as a guest or a friend. Tell us how you feel about the Game Pass Weekly game, a.k.a. Everybody Loves Slay the Spire. They just wrote it to me, and I didn't tell you about it. Uh, or ask us anything in general. Feel free to shoot us an email at Xbox Quest Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Jake, for joining me on our quest. We'll continue our journey with Xbox next week. I gotta go get some food. Have a good one, y'all. Talk about bug snacks. Bug snacks. It's bug snacks.